You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Dude, this chair makes my bum feel just very comfortable while gaming. Like, my bum is comfortable at more than 60 FPS. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it just so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause. Without a man, but you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to AV Underground, the show where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. I'm Josh Needham here with... I am MJ Watson. Hello there. And we've got our guest this week, Mr. Talking High Def. John, how's it going? Hey. Not much, man. How you doing? How you doing today? Doing pretty good. It's uh, We've been talking about having you on the show for, Christ, back and forth for at least like a month and a half, two months now. It feels like forever. Yeah, it's been a while. And finally, here we are. So welcome to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So to start off, I was wondering if you could give uh, give the people a little bit of uh, back history in your uh, upbringing with media, because I know you also have a little bit of a backstory of music production, audio production, and then you kind of came into YouTube and gaming. Yeah, I've pretty much all my life been the one that is just saying, hey, I do this. Check me out. Um, I started just doing music when I was very, very young. And then when I was 17, I moved from Puerto Rico to New York. I did uh, audio editing over there, mainly like mixing and mastering for everybody that wanted to be an artist. But I also did like radio shows for everything, pretty much audio related. I was there. And then I came over here to Boston in about like two years, I want to say. That's when I got into like YouTube and streaming and all that good stuff. Sweet. What was the what was the draw to YouTube for you? I don't know. I guess YouTube gave me an, uh, an an opportunity to just talk crap, and I like talking crap. And apparently, people <laughs> like when I talk crap. And that's actually why I named the talking high def because it's just me talking. Sweet. What um, I guess I'm kind of curious as to someone with an audio, uh, more of an audio background up to that point. Was there something that drove you into video specifically, or was it mostly just YouTube as a platform? It's funny because the person that was my manager back when I was working in the music industry, uh, Irwin, he always told me like, yo, dude, you should definitely try like video editing. It sounds like your type of thing. And I'm like, man, I have no interest in doing that. And lo and behold, a few years later, here I am actually editing videos. So I, if I, I'm pretty sure if I would have taken the advice when he gave it to me, probably would have had a nice, decent, uh, more popular YouTube channel because back then it was it was a lot easier to actually uh, have a successful YouTube channel as long as it was consistent. That's really all that mattered. Yeah, there wasn't such a high standard I think on the quality back of everything back then. Where nowadays you've got like your Casey Neistat's and uh, like IGN plus the actual major production production studios that are on YouTube now. Yeah, and it wasn't so congested either. Like yeah, was, that too. It, nowadays is like very saturated and everybody wants to be a youtuber everybody wants to upload something that will make them famous for 15 minutes and that's actually like the hardest part when you're starting you know a channel on youtube is like what are you gonna do that is gonna make you stand out well 
and on that note then, did you did you do anything different or did you like go through a couple of things before you figured out what your like your niches were going to be on YouTube or did it, was it one of those things that kind of just happened right away? No, I mean, to be quite <laughs> honest with you, I'm still experimenting. Like yeah. I never I yeah, I never settle. Uh, you're going to ask Josh, like I'm always finding new things to do, new things to talk about. Like I'm still learning as I go, you know. And when I first started the channel, all I knew is that I wanted to talk about video games and I just wanted to nerd out. That's all I knew. Yeah, of uh, so at that moment, I was building my first gaming PC. All right. Yeah. So I just wanted to share the things that I've learned during that process. You know what I mean? And then it just it kind of just delved off from there. Until, yeah. 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 So the whole thing started because before I built the PC, I bought a Sim 4 to play with mouse and keyboard on the PS4. <laughs> All right. Because I wanted to learn how to play with mouse and keyboard. Next thing you know, were these the days when you were still playing Destiny? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. I was one of those. And then uh, I decided to build a PC because, you know, Destiny 2 was coming out and that was like the sensation at the moment. And that's when a lot of people started building a PC because they wanted to play Destiny 2 because it was coming on PC and then on consoles it was 30 FPS and it was going to be on cap frame rate on PC. But the main issue that everybody had was like, oh, but I don't know how to play with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. And everybody wanted to do that. Lo and behold, at that moment, when I pretty much when I first started my channel, one of the first videos that I did was how to transition from controller to mouse and keyboard. And the video never did good. Like when I first released it, it was like 40 views, 100 views. And that was like on April of 2017. Next thing you know, it's December and I have 100,000 views on the video. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I don't think I've ever put out anything on my YouTube that's gotten more than like 2,000 views. So, But I feel like I hear that. I hear about that a lot of the people that when people are doing their YouTube channels and they release a video at the start of their channel and they kind of, I don't want to say forget about it, but kind of just like, oh, on to the next video. And then months later, that video ends up coming, being the one that gets, gets them noticed more. Did... Did you think that, let me ask, let me try and word this question properly. Did, after that point, did you, when that video hit, did you start thinking, oh, well now I really need to start getting more into explanations of things? Or did you were just like, no, nah, I'm still going to stick with what I'm doing and hope that audience comes, comes along with that? Uh, let's, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> that works. When, yeah, no, when I, all right. I went through a phase in in my YouTube channel, okay? So I was doing videos in Spanish even after that video was doing yep. well. And I did Spanish videos in a, like for a long time covering the this little game. I don't know if you know about it, Fortnite. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've I've heard of the little game called Fortnite. Okay. So the, yeah. the cutest indie title of the decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that those videos actually did did well, you know what I mean? Like as far as viewership and whatnot. But the video that was getting me subscribers was actually the, the mouse and keyboard video or any other English video because I also did a PS4 game share tutorial. Yeah. And that video got like 24,000 views. Ooh. So that brought a few, a few subscribers. But all my subscribers were based on English videos. So that's when I was like, okay, you know what? That is what is working with me. I'm just going to stick to it. And I did. And when after I switch like straight to English videos. I had like 700 subscribers and like two months after that's when I reached uh, the thousand. Oh. Yeah. You found, you found the content you need. Well, some of the content you need to put out. 
Yeah, and I figure like everybody over here is because of that video. So obviously the PC noobs. So I guess that is my niche audience. <laughs> and I'm gonna stick to it. Yeah, that is a pretty good niche. Now I have a question: Is I mean, we just met at the beginning of this year when we started working together, right? And from when I first met you, and you were doing like Fortnite videos in Spanish. Now I've seen your um, what I guess you could call your niche shift as the time went on. Mm-hmm. So you went from like Fortnite videos in Spanish to PC, kind of coming to PC. I think you were still doing some of those in Spanish. I could correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then that shifted again into like part PC, part PUBG as you kind of fell out of Fortnite. And now it seems like you're kind of a back and forth between like how to on PC stuff and streaming PUBG. Yeah, I thought it was like only a me thing, but apparently every YouTuber during this time of the year, like the beginning of the year, the first half of the year, I should say, is like dry season, except for like E3. But if you're just starting a YouTube channel, why would you want to cover E3 when everybody else is? You know, like everybody's going to be paying attention to the big dogs. Just don't waste your time. Just keep doing what you feel interested in doing, which is what I'm doing. Like right now, it's kind of like dry season for me. Um, Right now, I'm interested in... uh, Mavericks, I'm very competitive. So all the games that I cover are usually competitive games. PUBG, Fortnite when it first came out, um, Battlefield, you know, games that I can shoot people in the face. <laughs> right. The classics. Yeah. So now, do you do you ever get a feeling with making like shifts like that as you're going around? Do you, is that just like a natural thing for you? You're like, I'm going to follow what I want to do. Or do you ever have moments or days where you're like, oh, I'm shifting what I'm doing too much. I need to just find something and stick with it. This isn't working for me. You need to keep a happy medium, really. Like, you cannot go away or stray away too far from what you do or from what people know you do. See, in my channel, they know I play Battlefield and they know I play first-person shooter games. They know that I recently became a, a PC gamer and I like shooting people in the face. They know that. They're aware of that. So as long as I don't come up with a video on, I don't know, how to get Channel 15 on a TV that doesn't have an antenna... It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely like opposite end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like you need to like stick to what you know they know. Yeah, you're kind of like within a broader niche, but like the niches that you're getting within that are shifting around a little bit as necessary. Yeah, that's why I stopped uh, even streaming on YouTube because they don't care about that. And I noticed, so I stopped and now I'm streaming on Twitch and it's working well. Now, how does that how's that been going for you with PUBG being such a popular game for streaming? I'm sure there's a lot of competition out there to like try and gain viewers for people coming in on PUBG. Not to mention it's a game that if your attention's focused a lot in the game, it's kind of difficult to keep up with your chat. So, Super like, difficult. Especially dude. when you're <laughs> when you're starting out and you've got like maybe two people in there and they're all talking to you and you're like, oh no, the uh, guys, I'm I'm about to die. Hang on, I'll answer your questions in a second. <laughs> it just happens all the time, dude. But the good thing about PUBG is like there's a lot of downtime throughout the game. So, you know, it's kind of like that unspoken rule that if I'm getting shot at and I'm shooting back, don't talk to me because I'm not going to listen. You know, yeah, I'm too, it's kind I'm of an understandable thing, I guess, if, uh, if I'm like typing you a message or something and you're in the middle of getting shot at. I'm like, yeah, he's not looking at me right now. He's he's trying to avoid like losing his chicken dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least keeping my eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> on, on that note, with because I'm not I'm not too far into the streaming world myself, but one thing I've noticed from like PUBG and Fortnite just being around it is like 
when you're such a popular game, you're going to have a big community. It's going to some are going to be positive, some are going to be negative. So how do you how do you deal with such large communities with games like PUBG and Fortnite? Is do you see like a more negative trend, or is it maybe just like it's actually not like that? People just need to invest more into the community to see. Dude, it's so funny you you mentioned that when I first started like watching streams and getting involved with the streaming community, I checked out PUBG for the very first time and I the first streamer I saw was this very big streamer, but in my personal opinion, he was like super unpleasant and toxic. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm not going to mention him, but yeah, yeah, that's the kind of uh, audience that he brought to himself. So I was like, wow, PUBG is a very toxic community, dude. Like, what the hell? But once I started playing the game and getting involved in the game more, I noticed that it's actually the opposite. Like most of the people involved in the PUBG community are guys my age on, you know, between 28 and 35 and just looking to get out of work and sit down to play a couple of rounds. Exactly. So, but like, I find that, did you think that then that you decided to bring that community, like the positivity of the community to you, where you were like, when you were making your Twitch stream, you're like, I'm going to be more positive about this game because that's going to bring the more positive members of this community to me. Or was it just a, it just happened that way? It just happened. It just <laughs> happened. I just wanted to stream. All right. This is, the <laughs> this is the funny part about it. I streamed this game because if I don't stream while I'm playing, I get too freaking paranoid in the game and I die all the time. Oh. So I, I need to feel like I'm, talking with someone and and having a good time <laughs> and then i do better in the game because i'm not so paranoid the adrenaline is not pumping so much and then <laughs> you see that i start getting like those like kills and yeah i don't know it just works that way for me yeah maybe something i have to try because like i i play port i play PUBG before i started playing fortnite and i was the same way that game there's no game on this earth that gets me as paranoid as PUBG can get me and like i have i'm just i have to play with my friends and talk <laughs> Dude. to them or it's it's a mess PUBG is the only game that does that to me. Like somebody shoots at me and I'm like running around like a chicken with a head caught off. <laughs> like I, it just gets me to that paranoia level that I start messing up, not because I'm a bad player, but because it gets me to that state. Yeah. But when I'm streaming, yeah, yeah. But when I'm streaming, it just doesn't happen because I'm like with the guys, you know, whoever's in yeah. chat is like talking to me and they're probably asking me questions like, uh, how do you do this? How is that game compared to Islands of Nine? Stuff like that. And that really helps. But PUBG, even though a lot of people say, oh, the game is not well optimized, the game is garbage, Fortnite is better. Yeah. Like, they, they can both exist. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And PUBG, like it or not, it, it just has something. It brings something to the table that right now no other game is doing. You know? Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Now, with games like PUBG and, and Fortnite, they have a lot of popularity. And I know quite a few people that get into streaming one of the two games for the reason that they're popular, not because, uh, oh, I have a great time playing this game. It's just like, this is what's popular. This is what's going to get me the views. This is what I'm playing. So with you, did it was it the other way around where you were super interested in the game? Like, would you be playing it even if it wasn't a popular thing right now? Or do Absolutely you feel like not. the popularity plays into it? No, popularity don't mean crap to me i mean it, that's something i was talking to a friend of mine and he was like oh but fortnite is the most popular one i'm like dude uh, set the trend don't follow it and i played fortnite when it first came out on september september 26 last year and by january because of how big it got and how everybody wanted to be a fortnite youtuber or streamer i stopped 
that's when I stop because of that. Because I just got like when games do that, I get burned out. So I need to like move away so I don't get like lost in the noise, if that makes any sense. No, it totally does. That's actually what a lot of what drove me out of Fortnite. And I don't even stream it. I don't do videos on it. Like none of that. It's just I stopped caring about it because I couldn't look anywhere in the world without seeing Fortnite this or Fortnite that. Yeah, and like all my favorite YouTubers are just all about that because that's what's trending. Yeah, and like that's what drove me away too. I just couldn't do it. And I don't know. PUBG just brought something. And me, I like I said, I'm I'm a very competitive person. Like even when during my Destiny days, like the main thing that I was playing was PvP. You know what I mean? Like that was my thing. And Battle Royale is such a an interesting subgenre that it just captivates me. You know what I mean? Like that type of game mode is just interesting because it's not so much about the mechanical skill. You have to literally outwit everybody else and that's how you're going to make it. So even if you only get like one or two kills, you can still win the game and, you know, feel good even if you didn't kill 16 people. That's like Survivor with guns. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of the deal. Yeah. We're all dropped into this island and that's you have nothing. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting concept. Like even even if you don't like the the genre, even if you don't play competitive games, you have to admit it's freaking interesting because it's not just about shooting people in the face. It's about staying alive. There's no respawn. You get shot in the face and they kill you. That's it. You need to start all over again. What do you what do you think about then? And this is kind of getting it's staying on topic. What do you think then about the possibility of of games being oversaturated with battle royales? Do you think that's do you think that's possible or do you think it's just a matter of if something if every game brings something different to the table there is no such thing as oversaturation yeah i mean this it's a subgenre you know what i mean it's yeah. gonna other people are gonna do it regardless exactly. that's that's just the rule of things i mean when first person competitive shooters came out like call of duty modern warfare 2 or modern warfare i should say a lot of other people were doing like first person shooters as well that just got lost in the noise because you know everybody wants to get a piece of the cake yeah it happened a lot with um like you were saying with like the call of duties and especially halo when halo dropped (laughs) and they completely changed like that dynamic of how you run a first person shooter and then everyone's like we're doing that yeah and then you saw a lot of people rise up and some of them are still around you know like battlefield and uh call of duty but there were quite a few that just like they started and they're like "Eh," and then they fell off the train and the, the the most clear example I can think of is Overwatch. Mm. When Overwatch came out, every other company wanted to make an Overwatch game or, you know, a mo- mobile shooter, a hero shooter. Yeah, it was a weird it. combination between the, the MOBA genre with the heroes and stuff like League of Legends combining that with a first person shooter. Oh, man, it was horrible. It's I mean, and <laughs> I, I, I love Overwatch, but every other bootleg version of overwatch oh it looking at you paladins so yeah like like paladins <laughs> battleborn i remember uh digital streams the people that made a uh, warframe yeah they were testing for this game that at the moment was called keystone they changed the name i don't i don't remember what it's called See, now, right i don't now. know the exact timeline i'm pretty sure i saw stuff for battleborn before i saw anything for overwatch and then i just remember everyone uh, like with battleborn being really sad because they're like uh overwatch <laughs> came out and it we're nothing now. Yeah, under the, you're now stuck under the foot of Blizzard. 
but and i mean we <laughs> saw the same kind of a shift yeah we saw the same kind of a shift with uh, the moba genre after league of legends drops well i guess i should say dota because i think that one was technically the first but and then everyone wanted to do a moba blizzard got in on that too with um heroes, heroes of, the of the storm, storm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then everyone and then you start seeing weird crossovers like halo wars when we start getting, seeing like <laughs> taking a first person shooter and turning it into a real-time strategy what are you guys doing i know it's like why, why are you doing that but Why? hey, you know what? They, they all have the experimentation phase, I suppose. But new so. games, you know, uh, um, we digress. Going back into the topic, new games means that like, if one genre is successful, other companies are going to invest money to make it happen. That is just the way it is. And that is a good thing for content creators and for the general consumer as well, because, you know, you get to try out new things. Competition is always good. Now, with games like PUBG and Fortnite, they're both pretty well established right now. So, I mean, you getting in on those and, you know, doing fairly well for both your YouTube channel and uh, your Twitch streams. It's it's both not surprising, but also surprising because it is it feels very oversaturated by a lot of people. But with um, the coming release of Mavericks, which I, I think you're already in on the founders floor for, basically. Yeah. Um, so you'll be one of the first to get access to it and probably one of the first with the ability to stream it. How much is that push there for you to be like, I need to be one of the first people who's out there streaming this, putting videos out on it, whatever it is. Um, how much is that like pushing you to, I need to be one of the first. I need people to know like, this is the place you come to if you want stuff on Mavericks. That's not directly the company that made it. Well, the last video that I posted that it was like actual editing and, you know, because the last one that I posted was a PUBG uh, highlight from Twitch. But the last video that I actually posted was about Mavericks. So Mavericks is pretty much that um, potential. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I'm holding the ring and I'm looking at Mavericks. It's like, if you're good, I'm going to marry you. you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> but right now, like, you know, I only know the technicalities of the game but i haven't i haven't seen i haven't felt the game i haven't played it so like you said the founders i got in i'm gonna be playing that on august so very soon even though they haven't released a a release date yet but that's gonna be with a non-disclosure agreement so unfortunately nobody's gonna be able to you know release anything about that but you best believe that i'm gonna have like at least at the very least five or six videos ready so that way in october when the nda is released i'm probably going to upload again things that are for pc noobs you know pc gaming aficionados that just got into it so like best keybinds uh optimization guide tips and tricks top five why should you get in it like i don't know stuff like that if the game does well like i said i'm marrying it because the game just has the potential to do it. Um, it's not just a battle royale; it's an MMO, right? It definitely shows a lot of promise. Yeah, <laughs> the game is gonna be like a mix, like what Destiny wanted to bring initially. That's what Mavericks is doing, but with a battle royale twist. See, I had had that kind of like I want to get in on this on day one feeling with um, a previous game that was super hype, and. I was unfortunately so disappointed upon its release that I just I was like, you know what? Never mind. Uh, I'm hoping that's not the case with Mavericks, but uh, a game I'm referencing, No Man's Sky. I was like, this game has so much potential to be so wide open and allow me to do whatever I want to do. And I feel like that'd be really fun to stream. And then it came out and all was lost. Oh, but it's good now, though. 
Don't let, let everyone tell you. Oh, yeah, that's that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the yeah. the norm of nowadays. Yeah. Bring bring out games that are completely crap. And then two years later, people are going to be like, oh, my God, this game is so much, so much better now. It's like, oh, so well, wasn't a good one. Why? No. Why? <laughs> well, in that case, do you have like a way to recognize trends or at least way to like recognize before? Like, do you have any idea how do you recognize a game if it's going to be like that? Or is it just a matter of there's no way to tell until it's out? Dude, I, it's wow. You, you you have good questions. Dude. That actually <laughs> is why I keep them around. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what happened to me when Destiny 1 came out. I tried the open beta and I was like, this this thing is going to take off and I'm I'm loving this. And boom, lo and behold, it took off. Fortnite, when it released, I was like, this thing is going to take off. And I mean the Battle Royale, not yeah, yeah. to save the world, because nobody cares about that. When Half Battle the Royale, I don't even know there is a save the world. <laughs> yeah, probably. But when Battle Royale first came out, like the very first day I tried it, I'm like, this thing is going to take off. It has all the potential. It's, it's on console. It's free. It's fun. It runs well. So I told all my friends about it. And I was like, yo, you should download this game. It's like PUBG, but it's not PUBG. <laughs> and there you go. Four months later, oh, like 27 million concurrent players. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, wow. that was the thing about Fortnite with, because uh, I, like I said earlier, I played PUBG, not when it first came out, but like when it was first starting to hit, it's like, little moments of popularity back when my PC still worked. So <laughs> what, I, what I've learned, what I think I've noticed the most is that Fortnite took off. I feel like Fortnite took off way faster than PUBG did, but PUBG was like, what, PUBG had that same effect when it first came out. It was, it was all everyone was talking about, but for like a week for me, and then with Fortnite, it was like, it's still being talked about today. So I feel... I don't know. Like, I just don't know how I recognize trends. I feel it's always been a matter of I have to just wait until I play the game. And I love both PUBG and Fortnite, so I'm not one of the one or the other. I feel like with Mavericks, it's going to scratch the itch that both Fortnite and PUBG and Islands of Nine, because, you know, that's already out. Yeah, it's 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 missing. So it's like a, a nice level progression RPG feeling to it or MMO feeling, I should say. Because, you know, Mavericks is going to have guilds, it's going to have factions, trading, it's going to be an open world. It's not just shooting, you know what I mean? Like, you can just chill and just walk around. Yeah, actually and, sounds right up my alley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, it kind of like is the happy medium between a battle royale and an MMO. So, and, and it's great. So I'm actually going to pivot the conversation back towards um, what is your, when you make videos for uh, PC whatever it is you want to, whatever topic you want to cover. Uh, how long do you generally spend thinking about like, okay, this, this is a topic. This is something that, uh, I want to talk about, you know, how, what are your key bind, best key bindings for an FPS or best key bindings for a specific game? And then what is your process from there of like, okay, I want to do this video. Do you write a script for it? Do you off the cuff? Do you make bullet points? Like what's your process look like? I do bullet points. I, it's the same thing when I used to write songs. I, as long as I know what I'm going to talk about, the song is already there because the main thing is the subject. So if you know what the subject is going to be like and you cannot come up with what you're going to talk about, then I don't know what to tell you because the subject should come with everything that you want to talk about. It's your idea. It's in your mind. Right. The, you know, the, the main goal is how to make that what it's in your mind, your image, the idea you're having, how to make it a reality. So 
for example, this upcoming Sunday, well, tomorrow, um, at the moment that we're recording this video, I'm going to be doing a video on PUBG on why it needs war mode. Why is war mode saving PUBG? So from there, like I already know what I'm, what I want to talk about. The bullet points is more of a reference for me to follow along. So that way I don't keep repeating myself. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, that's but, pretty much the same way we run most of our uh, most of our stuff here, like podcast wise, video wise. I just like here's a here's the main talking points. As long as we hit those, like I don't need things scripted out word for word because then it's just going to end up monotonous and robotic. Yeah. I feel like it also <laughs> it also allows you to be more casual and just be more like because when you do it like that and you don't like force yourself to do, like follow an exact script, you might be talking about something and then you get a thought in your head like right when you're saying it. They're like, oh, this would be nice to add. That's I, I always do it the same way. So that's the way I look at it. Oh, my God. Have you ever tried to make a joke that is scripted? <laughs> I've written them down and then like said it to myself. I mean, like, yeah, I'm just going to cross that out. Let's not do that. It is horrible, <laughs> dude. It is horrible. So you made the joke, right? And because it's not spontaneous, you're just looking at the screen like, uh, uh, you got that? Uh, 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 you so see what good. I did there? <laughs> and that being said, like, do you have any sort of, um, like a consistent schedule that you try, okay, I'm gonna, whether it's streaming or uploading or what have you, like I'm gonna upload these days, I'm gonna stream on these days. And do you feel like that's something that everyone needs to, cause it's one of the biggest things when you're looking at like how to start a YouTube channel, how to stream. It's one of those people tell you, this is like a hard and fast rule. You have to be consistent and have a schedule. So people know when to expect your stuff. No, that's bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if you're cursing this podcast or not. Oh, no, we're no, fine. We're fine with it. Uh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> Half the that, topics we've covered here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, dude, that is like consistency is key. Yes. But you don't need to upload as often as people tell you to upload. And you don't need to be as consistent as as far as like scheduling goes. Because like, let's be real, dude. Like, like I'm not living off of this. You know, I have a family, I have a job and then I have to deal with Josh every day. You know? It's true. Dude, that is hard. That is difficult. It's <laughs> <laughs> too many puns, man. That's the problem. Yeah, it's like too many layers. So for me, like a lot of times I say, oh, I'm going to upload a video this this Wednesday. Wednesday gets here. I got to change diapers. I got to cook. I got to do laundry. I got to do all this adult stuff. And then I don't do it. And who could blame me, really? You know what I mean? Like, I'm the one in the opposite end of the spectrum trying to make it happen. Yep. And it's the same thing for, like, streaming. I would love to have a schedule. I, I would say if you have an established channel that already, you know, you have sponsors, you have people looking forward to, you know, watch you upload or, or stream, then you need to, like, meet their expectations. You know what I mean? But yep. at, at, at my specific point, I'm at a place that I'm that guy that, oh, he uploaded. That's so cool. He up, he uploaded now. Let me go watch it. I don't I mean, I don't think so that anybody is like, oh, my God, when is High Div going to upload that son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, I always have this like miscon Maybe it's misconstrued. I'm not entirely sure that like the YouTube audience in general is expecting that everyone creating content for YouTube. Oh, they're obviously filthy rich and doing this for a living. They need to be putting content <laughs> up on the daily or at least like twice, two or three times a week. Whereas, you know, most of the creators that are on YouTube or on Twitch also work a day job, also have a family mm -hmm. and a life. 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I like I go into it trying to understand that. But I don't know if it's just me or if if have you found that people uh, understand that on as far as like your audience goes or a lot of people like, oh, what the heck? If you want to make this a living, you need to treat it like it's already your living. And you're like, but I, I, I can't pay bills on hopes and dreams, dude. No, nah, dude, like, I say it on my videos all the time. I was, <laughs> I've said it in a lot of videos. Of mine. I was like, I wish I could do this more often, but I'm too busy or the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, like I try to. That's another thing. Like if you're clear with the people that are watching you, then you're good. Like it, it, it's when you start making a bullshit, then it then it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you tell them, like, I'm going to upload every Sunday, every Monday, you know, then they're going to be like, okay, you said that it was going to be a Sunday and it's Sunday and I don't see you around. But yeah, to me, then it starts seeming like uh, you can't follow through on the things that you uh, promised to deliver. Yeah. So to me, I was like, I try to upload every Sunday, but, you know, I'm too busy adulting. I just say it straight up. So if they see that I don't upload, I mean, unless you want to come over and help me clean my house and change my kid's <laughs> diaper, you know, like there's, there's not really much that I can do. It's out of my control. So what is um, looking, I don't know if you look forward a lot, like as far as, okay, here's where I'm at and here's where I want to go. And if so, like what, what do you see the future of your channel or your career, I guess, as a content creator being, are you going to continue doing like YouTube videos and Twitch streams? Are you looking to focus on one or the other? Or is it just kind of like, Hey, wherever life takes me, man. Yeah. The latter. If you, I mean, it's good to hope for something, but if you set yourself up with expectations and they don't happen, then you get disappointed. So I would rather just live by the moment. You know what I mean? Like there's been one time, like there's been weeks that I get, I get a hundred people that week. And then there's other weeks that I only get three people following my channel. You know what I mean? So it's very, it's very, um, it fluctuates a lot. So I just enjoy things when they happen as they happen because they happen do you think that if, if that makes any sense yeah do you think that it helps you at all like avoid burnout or do you still do you still experience the occasional burnout with your content creation like do you just wake up one day and like you're supposed to make something or supposed to record and you're just like yeah i'm just not feeling it today or it's just i just i don't have the creativity today or do you think just this whole loose schedule helps you avoid that burnout all of it all of the above <laughs> the loose schedule is going to give you like the ease of mind. Like, you know, like you don't want to upload content just because you want to upload content. Like you should enjoy what you're doing, dude. If you're not enjoying it, like, why are you doing it to begin with? Oh, exactly. So, yeah. If you're not enjoying it, there's a potential you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I mean, it feels good. And that's something that I actually talk a lot with uh, with my wife that, you know, it, it feels good when you see the growth of that satisfaction, like, holy crap, people are actually looking at me. Why? But, you know, when you have that mentality, that mentality, like, I'm just doing this because I like doing it. You know, I don't expect everybody to like me. And that is very much the case. And you just start like being grounded in a way you don't get disappointed. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know how to, how to put it into words. So with me, I upload when I have something to upload about. I prioritize quality over quantity oh, at all times, yep. at all times. You know, even if it means like I spent a month without uploading. I mean, again, I am not making a living out of this. When I start making a living out of this, 
then you'll see my Puerto Rican ass <laughs> uploading every single day, twice a day, if you want me to. But at that point, again, you have sponsors, so you have to meet certain deadlines. Yeah. Um, what do I see in the future? I mean, hopefully, once I reach twenty five hundred subs, maybe I'll, you know, you'll, I'll be one of those guys that says this video is brought to you by Yara Yara. In Yara Yara, you'll find so uh, so good. <laughs> so, but. That pretty much covers like every YouTuber I watch. <laughs> yeah. This video is brought to you by. Uh, Dude, yeah. but it feels good to be that guy though. Like, you, you Do, are you concerned it. at all when you get to that point of people being like, oh, talking high def sold out? No, because I'm going to be so blatantly honest about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you should, you should know me already. Like, I'm, Oh, definitely. I, have, I am like blatantly honest i'm gonna be that guy that says oh guys i finally get to be that guy look what i'm gonna tell you (laughs) (laughs) i finally get to be the advertisement yeah (laughs) i always think about that like man you know if like a big company wanted to sponsor like our podcasts or streams or whatever it is if we ever get to that point i'm like i'm not gonna unless it's a company that i really don't agree with i don't i don't think i could even take money from you know if it was uh salvation army or some shit like, yeah, I'm not taking your money, your your dirty, dirty money. But, you know, I think I mean, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, they got a sponsor. They've sold out. And it's like, no, they kind of need to make a living, though. Like, yeah, no, like not not any company is just going to go to to you and be like, hey, ad- advertise me. Like, right. That's why marketing strategy is in place, you know and I mean? So they, they're going to look for their demographic. So if you're doing content about video games, Goya's not going to reach out to you. you right. Know? That's why a lot of people that we listen to probably has like Audible or VPN ads or or build a website or build a website. Exactly. Everyone seems to have those right now. The Squarespace and uh, Squarespace and Wix. Yeah, I like the Wix commercials. (laughs) (laughs) They should get Keanu Reeves to do one and he could be uh, a John Wix. John Wix. You see the guy with the with the glasses like, hi. I built what, Sully? Guess who I did it? Oh my God! I know what you're talking about. I think that's John Oliver. <laughs> I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, uh, I, lo- I love that commercial. I don't know. Uh, that and Geico commercials always crack me. Oh God, because the Geico commercials are so like roundabout. But uh, anyway, I digress. So uh, another question I actually wanted to ask you is: What do you think right now? Uh, as someone who's like juggling between content creation, working a full-time job and like also having a family life to deal with, what is your biggest obstacle when it comes to like, I have a video idea. I want to do this. Is it I, like, I don't have the time or uh, something wife. else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, was I hope she's not listening to the podcast. She's not. <laughs> I, she's not here right now. Um, that's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but even though like it may sound wrong, but yeah, it is true. Like it does. It is very time consuming. And, you know, I'm with my significant daughter. I have to make sure that she knows like, hey, I love you. I'm still here, you know? Right. So a lot of times I don't do something, you know, regarding content creation because I want to spend time with her. Because do it like I talk about this 24 seven. It's either this FPS or a monitor. That's it for me. Like, I'm, I'm a very simplistic person. I'm a very simple person. I know that all too well. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'm either, like, like I said, frames per second, 2K monitor, 
or I don't know, like YouTube, <laughs> new gaming chair, new gaming. Ch- <laughs> uh, on Which, that note, then, do you have like advice for someone else who like maybe trying to figure out how to juggle between the personal life and the content creation life? Do you have any advice for that? Or is it just a matter of you got to figure it out on your own? It's every every case is different. Really. Exactly, like, yeah, <laughs> everybody has their own thing going on. The only like the only thing that I could say is like, dude, if you want to do it, then do it. Don't spend so much time preparing yourself. Don't spend too much time planning. Just do it. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. That's exactly and, how Josh got me into this. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of like uh, forcefully encouraged him to start a podcast. <laughs> That's a way to do it, dude. And, like, uh, I found some of the best stuff that I've created. Some of my like highest viewed videos on YouTube are things that I didn't plan. I didn't think about it for more than like ten minutes. I was like. I'm gonna make a video about this like right now because I'm free at the moment and then I throw it together and I don't spend time like I'll edit this later. It's just like, okay, nope, I did the best I could for the like hour that I had. Here it goes. Send it out into the world. Yeah, that's pretty much the story of my life. I (laughs) like I'm not a video editor, dude. Like I'm learning (laughs) as I go. You know, I mean, I I do what I can with what I have and what I don't know how to do. I make it up and then I just release it as long as it looks pretty. It looks fine. And I like this is another thing. I am not so concerned with the editing of my videos of my videos as I am concerned with the audio of my videos. Because one thing that I learned very early on is that as long as you sound good, people will watch you. They don't. I don't they don't care if there's only polygons in the street, in the in the street, in the in the screen. People are gonna watch you. That's so actually if, now that you mention that. That's one of the first things with videos like um, tutorials for anything especially where you said you're doing a lot of stuff for like people new to PC. The first thing I look for when I'm finding a tutorial is does their audio sound like garbage? And if so, I'm not listening to this person. Dude, I can mention like off the bat, there's this guy that he does PUBG content. He is a great player. Like this dude is a freaking pro. Okay. His video uh, editing quality is superb, but he sounds like he's talking through a can and it pisses me off. And I always end up, just quitting halfway through the video because I can't just deal with that. <laughs> I can't do it. It gives me a headache. It makes me want to barf. Like you have about 40,000 subscribers in your channel. Why do you not have a blue Yeti yet? Jesus. Right. It's honestly the biggest thing, like being like studying video production and like in school, I always like we always were told that, like, believe it or not, audio is more important than the video in the sense. It is. And I didn't believe it until I started doing this. And then then it is is so true. It's just this the second you hear wrong audio, you're instantly turned. When even talking high def knows that your audio is more important than your FPS and resolution, then uh, you know your audio audio has to. No, no, no. If your audio is at 30, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> audio running at 30 FPS. <laughs> your audio is running at 30 FPS. It sounds like this. You were talking like this at that moment. It's a lot oh, of skipping. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you bought a CD player and there's no skip protection, which is like don't, the real struggles. Don't they, don't they call those people that they stutter? Isn't that like talking at 30 Oh, yeah. FPS? People that got the stutter. Yeah, like get 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 out of here. <laughs> yeah, or like That's the, talking the porky pig FPS. stutter. Uh, so before we wrap for the day, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit because I know Kevin's potentially going to listen to this, and uh, mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you about your chair. Can you tell me how comfortable that chair is, dude? This chair makes my bum feel just very comfortable while gaming. Like my bum is comfortable at more than sixty FPS. While Kevin is sitting, you know, in his house, 
probably in a kitchen chair playing the division <laughs> just you know looking at the screen trying to follow up what's happening but all he sees is like people warping around and he doesn't even realize it because he's stuck all right once you play games at 30 fps you're a slave to 30 fps until you get out of there <laughs> all right right now kevin is the equivalent of what slavery is in the 21st century. He doesn't realize it yet. This is a form of psychological manipulation that consoles are giving that people don't realize it. You're at 30 FPS. You cannot compete with me. And my chair is like just the proof of that because I'm even able to acknowledge like my bum needs to be comfortable. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, ah, oh, I'm at 30 FPS. Who gives a shit if I'm in a wooden chair? Pure gold, man. Pure gold. Uh, huh? Is it? I, I got to ask, like, on a serious note, is it like an actual DX racer? Uh, I don't I don't even know. It's a GT GT racing. OK, so it's probably still better than mine. Mine looks fancy, but it was relatively cheap by comparison to like an official DX racer. And it definitely feels like I paid for something that's a lot cheaperly, more cheaply made. Dude, it beats a kitchen chair. But, you know, if a kitchen chair is like 30 FPS, I'm, I'm running like. 65 in this thing yeah like yeah, it's you're just running slightly with above the double standard but yeah you're running 60 frames with v-sync that, yeah, that's basically <laughs> basically yeah someday someday i'll upgrade <laughs> i'll get a new uh new chair driver and it'll all will be well dude you're you i know you say like oh my computer is like trash but like you have a decent computer dude like you oh, it's have a decent a, yeah a 970 i think you have like that's pretty good dude like we were playing battlefield without a problem which I need to start playing again, but I keep forgetting like it's because I'm not I don't launch it through Steam. I, anytime I have a different launcher for something, I almost never play those games. Looking at you, Battle.net. Also Origin. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Origin is fine. I mean, I have I've run it through Origin. Origin has never given me a problem. But if I have a choice, I'll probably do Steam anyways, because, you know, Steam. Yeah, it's just it's the go to because yeah. it has pretty much everything on it except for like that kind of stuff. But well, anyhow, uh, Watson, do you have any further questions? Uh, I don't know if this is your last question, so I don't want to step on your toes, but the question we ask, well, we try and ask every single one of our the content creators that we interview, do you have any advice specifically for us on how you think that we can maybe improve the podcast or improve what we do here? Or is it, we, we usually get either a lot of compliments or a couple of things of advice at this moment. So I always like to ask this question. If you want to tear us apart, by all means. Oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, no, I do that to Josh on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if I can give you a, an advice, let me think. Okay, I'm a slow thinker. Oh, Plus that English, that, Engli up, that English barrier. <laughs> 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 what, what can I say? Um, a lot of people gravitates towards tutorials. So if you're a new content creator, even as a podcast, or even if you've been, you know, doing it for a year but still haven't passed like that thousand threshold do a lot of tutorials people love tutorials people love to look for stuff and learn about something they don't know so just keep that in mind uh, just like it worked for me i'd like dude i'm sure it will it, it works for you it is see, actually see what's trending it is actually something that we're we're tutorials we are kind of getting into because we've been doing how to's and we did a, we did a how to start a podcast and how to do a website and like we're looking for more ideas so i think yeah i think that i think that's probably where we're going to be sticking for this season at least i mean it's definitely for that reason that people latch on to i want to learn something new so they're looking up how to's and whatnot they're hey, very good a for freebie. a search engine here's a freebie and this will like 
just be so good for Josh because this is what you went to school for. People want to be a YouTuber. Like it's like we said, it's saturated, it's congested. Everybody wants to do it. Teach them how to edit a video. Teach them how to use uh, Adobe Premiere. You know? Yeah. Teach them how to how to stream on Twitch. What settings to use? You you don't have to be a a a, a pro. You don't have to be an expert. Yeah, exactly. As long as you know the basic and you know what you're talking about. Because if you're able to do it, then obviously you know how to do it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually a know. lot of what has uh, has stopped me is like I have a like what I would call an intermediate understanding of a lot of the stuff that I do. Like I wouldn't call myself an expert podcaster by any means. There's still a lot I don't know. And I understand that. But I know more than I did when I started out. And I keep thinking to myself like, man, I could bring this to my YouTube audience or to the podcast audience or what have you. And I feel like I have enough knowledge that I could provide something useful to people. But then my brain immediately goes, yeah, but you're going to get people like, why are you doing it that way? That's dumb. That like just <laughs> everyone else knows more than I know. So I haven't bothered. I probably should, though. I think why not? Let's make our next how to's on maybe video editing or more audio editing or something like that. It'll it'll be our first video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give you an example. All right. And this is true story right here. And I told you about this, Josh. I made the video about the mouse and keyboard, right? How yep. to transition. Remember I said that? Dr. Yep. Lupo. You know Dr. Lupo, right? I do. Dr. Lupo made the same exact video around the same time that I did it, or even a little after that. I can't remember for sure. And my video has way more views than his. <laughs> so it doesn't matter just because somebody has a million subscribers and you have only 100. If it's going to take off, dude, it's going to take off. Like Dr. Lupo's video has something like what, like 10,000, 20,000. And my video is about to reach a quarter of a million. Wow. If you have good content out there, people will find it. People will yeah. find it. People will find it. Ah, and and like respond to your comments. That oh, <laughs> always. Yeah. I even respond like, to the negative ones, which actually that's kind of to. a, I remember that time you were like, dude, I just turned a troll into a subscriber. Yeah, I did that, actually. That was pretty funny. Do, do you mind uh, recapping that real quick? So he said, first of all, why is your cam so shit? Second of all, why do we even have a fucking cam? And third, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, well, I just started. Like, this video is when I started, dude. I'm sorry. I'm, you can check one of my newer videos and tell me what you think about it. I'm sorry this one didn't mean your expectations. Something like that. And he was like... Damn, well, you got to make me feel such a dick about it. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I subbed. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, thank you, dude. He's like, damn, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're so aggressively nice. I can't stand it. I dropped a subscription. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But dude, like, oh, dude, like, just the other day. Like, dude, I get trolls, like, constantly. That is something that you need to keep in mind. Like, then you get trolls constantly. Like, this guy just commented, like, a few days ago, you're one ugly motherfucker. I'm like, so you're just looking for pretty guys? Like, that's, that's your life <laughs> oh, on YouTube. Called out, called out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I just, now I just ignore them. Like, when the video was first starting to, like, you know, popping and whatnot, I was, like, even replying to, like, the trolls and whatnot. Now I just ignore them. I still wonder, like, why do people want to see me? It's like, why? Like, that's why a lot of times I don't even bother with my camera on stream. Because, like, what's there to see? 
Yeah, Nobody's I mostly don't. Big ears. Like if I'm playing a horror game where the reactions matter, then I'll have a cam on. But if it's just like, you know, we're playing Wolf Among Us, I'm like, yeah, it's more important <laughs> that people see the content, not my face. Josh, I would pay to see your reaction on a video game. Oh, man. I would I would pay to see your face just go like eyes like super wide open, like, holy shit. Like I would pay to see that. <laughs> Prepare yourself, man, because uh, we're <laughs> celebrating August, September, October and November as Halloween. So I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, video game horror streams. And oh, we had have you ever played about, Outlast? I haven't, but I own both Outlast and Whistleblower. Oh, have you have to. So like you're doing it wrong if you haven't played. Oh, I've actually like, I've been saving so it for good. this this Halloween so that I could have a natural first reaction to it on like live stream. Oh, I'm so gonna watch so, that, dude. Oh, uh, you should. And I don't know <laughs> if you listened to our last episode of AV Underground. We talked a little bit about um, like in- people's instinctual reactions to things. And one of the things that I had brought up was uh, when I was working back in the factory days. People would every now and then like come around and like try to jump scare me, and I, I had no reaction. So I started like, man, if I'm gonna get into entertaining, I need to be an entertaining person to watch react. So people would jump scare me, and I did this high pitch like, ah! <laughs> like <laughs> and it was forced to start with. But after like a few months of doing that intentionally, it became reaction, and now I can't stop. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> if I'm streaming and something jump scares me, I'll probably high pitch scream. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, like, I get scared and I just curse in Spanish. I started doing that with uh, when I started the YouTube channel. We were doing Fatal Frame, my buddy, uh, oh, my I buddy Demon game. X and I, and that's such a good game. But it I have, is, dude. Our audio quality is garbage. I don't recommend going back and watching our original videos. We redid this or started redoing the series with better audio, uh, like a few months ago. So that like those videos are up. Those are great. But but I do have a lot of those like. The, the high-pitched squeal reactions to ghosts popping up <laughs> because the game is phenomenal for making you stare at the thing that is scaring you. Dude, Fatal Frame, that game, like, I am I would be really happy if they brought that back. I mean, they made one for the Wii U, uh, Lady of the Black Water, that was it, where was you used the, the Wii U's gamepad controller was your camera. But was it Wii U? What is that? What's, what's a Wii U? Do you not have no, a Wii U? I'm, a, or no I'm, a, I'm messing with you. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, it, it only runs like, at 30 fps but it's pretty good man man i have a switch and even that runs at 60. <laughs> <laughs> did um, the gamecube had some games that ran at 60. yeah it did i mean but, albeit it was 480. Yeah. The resolution yeah. was 480, so it's you know it's kind of easy yeah, to make it you could throw a gamecube out of an airplane and it'll still run 60. so dude <laughs> it'll fall that at is 60 so FPS. true you can set it on fire and it will look <laughs> on fire at a 60. <laughs> it'll be pixelated but it will be pixelated. Very polygonal. Pixel fire. Uh, another game that I would like for them to bring back is Animusha. I don't know if you guys remember that game. I heard of it, but I never. Yeah, I haven't played it. But oh my god, I that game marked my childhood. I love that game. It's like Samurai Resident Evil. It's like so good, dude. Like you should try it. If you've never played that game, I'm gonna have to give it a go now. A that kind of that yeah. description right there that that sold me on it. It's like yeah, it's like I'm into both Samurai. Of those Samurai Resident Evil and you turn into like this demon and Oni which means demon in Japanese and when you t- like it's such a satisfying gratifying thing when you're playing the game and you collect enough enough souls with your eye looking gauntlet and then you transform into this freaking Oni and your hair turns like straight white and your skin is like blue with like blazing eyes and you just start like cutting people in half it's ah, so good that game was awesome <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out. But I think that's, uh, that's our time for the episode today. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast.
and talking about all the stuff. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So we will, uh, for everyone listening, we will catch you again next week with another episode of AV Underground. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep creating. See ya. Take it easy. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd. To find out more about our guests this week, check the links in the description. Our intro music is 9 to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Culla by visiting Culla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.